Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. This is the Eagle Hour with Bob Getty and Luke Johnson. And good afternoon, everybody. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, and Dalton Stanford. It's the Wednesday edition of the Eagle Hour from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg, broadcasting around the state on the Super Talk Radio Network. We're glad you're with us this afternoon. Lots to talk about today. Baseball back in action tonight, searching for a badly needed win. Basketball in action tonight. They're also wanting to break a two-game losing streak uh, and better position themselves for the upcoming conference tournament. Softball taking place tonight in Hammond, Louisiana. Lots of things to talk about. Uh, Golf coach Eddie Brescher is going to be on the show a little later in the show. We're going to update what the golf kids are doing. And uh, we're about to talk a little track and field as the Golden Eagles are just one day away from the NCAA Championships indoor version in Birmingham, Alabama. Before we get to our first guest, opening segment sponsored, of course, by Dickey's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of the Eagle Hour and Southern Miss Athletics. You can enjoy their fresh meat that's cooked every day in-house, a huge variety of barbecue delicacies, free soft-serve ice cream in every restaurant, and lots of great sides. Don't forget to Dickey's caters any event, large or small, so the next time you have something planned, just sit back, relax, and let Dickey's do the cooking. Our thanks to Dickey's Barbecue for their support of the Eagle Hour. All right, Luke, our first guest uh, is uh, probably very attuned to the fact that the uh, Four members of the Golden Eagle track team are headed to the NCAA Indoor Regionals. Napoleon Benoit comes from New Orleans, Louisiana. He was a shot putter, hammer thrower, and discus thrower for the Golden Eagle track and field team. And Napoleon, welcome to the show. Hey, how we doing, guys? Well, we're doing great, man. Uh, your thoughts, first of all, about how well the track team is doing and uh, the fact that they're taking four athletes over to the indoor championships. Oh, I'm, I'm always excited to hear uh, the Golden Eagles are doing well. And it's always dope to hear that we're out here making strides, heading towards Nationals. Right. Well, well, no question about that. So you're a New Orleans young man. A lot of a lot of great athletes out of the New Orleans area come to Southern Miss. Tell us about your journey up here, Napoleon. Yeah, I mean, the crazy part about it was I never did track and field until my senior year of high school. And um, I got recruited to a couple other schools to play baseball and actually to swim. And um, somehow I ended up in Coach Kevin, former track coach's office, and he was like, "No, you're throwing chopper." <laughs> um, so yeah, no, nah, it was it was a great journey to get there, and I'm glad I did. Well, good deal. Shot put, hammer, and discus, correct? Right, right, right. Right. Tell us the difference in those three. Um, <laughs> so I was I was a weight thrower as well. That's the indoor stuff. That's like a heavy 35 pound ball on like a really small chain. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, the hammer throw is a basically the same size ball as a shot put, except it's on a meter-long wire that you have to spend a bunch of time and throw. And the discus is that small, frisbee-looking thing that's 
like way too heavy for you to throw with your hands. Mm-hmm. Um, the, my favorite two events easily were shot the the weight throwing hammer though. You like that? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Take out a lot of aggression in those circles. <laughs> I'm guessing there's a lot of strength and weight training involved in doing what you did. Oh, right, right, right. It probably led to why I'm doing the profession I'm doing now, but for sure. Which is what, Napoleon? Um, I'm actually a director of, uh, of wellness and health at a YMCA in New Orleans. Oh, but okay. I've been you know, doing strength and conditioning at the college level before that. I got you. I got you. All right, Luke, get in here with this young man. Uh, Napoleon, thanks for being on today. Luke Johnson here. People wouldn't think that you know some of those uh, those weight throws uh, and and the things that you did were are actually indoor sports uh, as, as well. You competed in both. What was the difference, uh, or was there any difference between competing indoor and outdoor? Um, from like from my vantage point, in terms of just like the throwing events, there wasn't that big of a difference um, when it came to throwing shot put, but like. The weight throw and the hammer, like, they're both incredibly technical events. But the one thing with the weight throw, you can use a little bit more brute strength compared to the hammer. Because if you mess up technically with the hammer, it's like you're leading the injury, you're, you know, having terrible throws. Weight throw, you can kind of get up and sling it. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible when uh, when you watch those guys do it. Now, a lot of our listeners across the state of Mississippi, uh, one of the things they love about this show is that we just don't focus just on football, baseball, basketball, and and so there's uh, you know a lot of Golden Eagle fans that w- want to know the secret, you know, to the shot put, uh, to to the hammer throw. For you personally, uh, what was the technique like, or what's really the secret um, to to being a good thrower? Uh, the secret of being a good thrower, um, honestly, is just like anything else. It's just constant practice. Um, you know, that those events, like, you don't hit your peak like sprints where you're 20, 20 to 25. Like, your peak can be at age 30, 35. So it's all just focusing on technique, and especially in playroom as well. Yeah. Did you have a, a characteristic roar? Was there a distinct Benoit shout when you let go of some of these? <laughs> um, actually, what's kind of funny is, like, majority of people on the team, like, they had one. Like, we had two guys that were twins from Trinidad that were on a team that you knew when they were throwing. Like, you knew the exact moment that they let us uh, throw loose. You could be across the track. For me, I was, like, 6'3", 320, 330, like a big dude. But, like, I was silent when I threw Like, you would see, like, the strain on my face, but I never really made a sound. Hey, Napoleon, we were talking to a young man the other day that uh, that threw the javelin, and mm-hmm. he said something was a little surprising to me. He said, you don't throw things like that with your arms. If you did, you would hurt yourself. Yeah. That, that a lot of the throw comes from your hips and your legs. Is that the same right. thing what, that you were doing? Yeah, I mean, the majority of the movement they come from the bottom half. Like, if you're in, not engaging with, like, your core, your quads, your hamstrings, your glutes, like, I'm a, I'm a perfect uh, illustration of what could happen. I tore my oblique two weeks before a conference championship my senior year because mm. um, I slipped in the circle and just kind of, like, threw it with just my arm. Um, so, yeah, if you don't, you know, using that proper technique, especially, like, a lot of core, a lot of posterior chain, like, that's going to lead to injury. So it's kind of a high-risk sport in a way. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dabbling in the hammer for sure. Like, if you mess up, there's a good chance. Like, there goes your back. There goes your, uh-huh. you know, um, your rotator cuff, something like that. Right. Now, I know you got to be a big, strong guy to do that. Uh, interesting to me that you said you swam and played mm-hmm. baseball. Football? Was football yeah. in your background? Oh, no, no. Yeah, but my, like, you know, I, I had the mom that's prototypical, like, oh, my boy ain't playing football. That's good. <laughs> So you swam and you play. What did you play in baseball? Out of curiosity, uh, first base, um, right field, and um, I, I released pitch from time to time. Really, a lot of home runs for some reason. I'm guessing. Yeah, and I actually could steal a base. Is that right? Yeah. How? Deceptive, How in the world does that happen? Deceptive speed. Deceptive speed. I, I, I mean, if you can attest to it, like if you're a Division One athlete especially Division One scholarship athlete, doing a power sport, like, you're looking at explosiveness and quickness. So, I mean, if I can get off, uh, if, I, if I'm taking my lead off of first base, and I can get down the line pretty quickly. Now, I'm not going to say I could run out of triple, now, but I can get from one base <laughs> to another. <Yeah. laughs> I, I think, let me, let me tell you the secret to your base stealing. You were not a threat in their mind, so you became right, a threat. Right, you were right. absolutely zero threat threat at right. all. Napoleon, um, when, when you think about your uh, your time in Hattiesburg, how did it prepare you for what you're doing now? Yeah, I mean, I, I'll say that uh, being in Hattiesburg, you know, I was exposed to a lot of different uh, population types. Um, like, you know, it actually helped me, you know, able to, like, travel to, like, the world. I had a couple guys that lived across from me that were exchange students from, like, France, and they... They just let me stay at their crib, and they put me up. It was a great thing. Hmm, that sounds good. Uh, Napoleon, pronounce the high school you went to for me. You with me? Uh, Eco Classic. Eco Classic, huh? Yeah. Unique way of pronouncing things down there in New Orleans. Safe to say? Right, right. <laughs> right. Well, look, man, we appreciate your time. It was a great conversation, and uh, we uh, thank you for what you did here, and uh, we wish you nothing but the best in your future, man. No problem. Pleasure's all mine. All right. Napoleon Benoit, everybody, a 300-pound base-stealing shot putter. I think that's the first one of those we've ever had on the show, Luke. First time, man. You learn something every day. Um, yeah, now, I, I think what he said at Southern Miss six three three twenty. I'm trying to picture that in my mind. Never, never put that size with base stealing before. But who knows? No. I guess it happens. Or swimming? How about swimming? All right, golf coach Eddie Brescher is scheduled to be on the show here shortly. When we come back, we're going to talk a little baseball. That happens tonight. Softball is in action tonight. And basketball, lots to talk about on the Eagle Hour. Stay with us.
Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back, everybody, and our thanks to Napoleon Benoit for joining us in the first segment. Uh, excellent interview with that young man, and we appreciate his time. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. You know, it's the best place on the planet to buy Southern Miss apparel, swag, merchandise, uh, books for school, picture frames for your diploma, you name it. They have it at Campus Bookmart. Visit them on Hardy Street. Tell them you heard about them on the Eagle Hour. And if you're online and uh, in other parts of the state, just go to CampusBookmart.net, and uh, they will bring uh, deliver your merchandise right to your front door. We'll talk a little Southern Miss golf a little later in the show with uh, head coach Eddie Brescher. But first, lots of action taking place tonight in the Southern Miss Nation. We're going to start with basketball, Luke, where the, uh, the men are on the road at Old Dominion as pod play continues. I believe I read this right, that the game can be seen on CBS Sports Network and on Facebook. But then again, I'm not 100% sure that that may not be the CBS Sports Net Facebook page. Either way, uh, you know, you can check it out. But a big ball game tonight for Doc and his guys, and boy, it would be a sweet win, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's going to be. It's actually on that CBS Sports Network. So just Good. to clarify that, uh, but it they do have – on the official schedule, they have Facebook in parentheses. So should be able to watch it. It, it is a big game. Uh, it's the Old Dominion's the toughest opponent you're going to face. They're 23-6. and six. Um, They've been playing extremely well. Um, and it's just, you know, this is a situation we've been in, a uh, big environment. Uh, on Sunday, you got another big environment. Tonight, 13-3 and three in, in conference play, Old Dominion is. Um, they're coming off. Uh, they've won their last two games by a combined five points. Uh, they beat Western Kentucky 67-63 uh, two Saturdays ago and then beat UTSA. So they hadn't played in a week either. So, you know, you talk about how the conference scheduling is affecting everybody. Eagles get really, you know, three three days in between their games. Uh, but Old Dominion hadn't played in, in a little bit. But Old Dominion's been pretty, pretty impressive this year. Uh, they really only s- slipped up a couple times, slipped up to UTSA. Uh, lost to FAU, one that was really surprising, and lost to Marshall in their first game of the season. That was when Marshall was a lot hotter than what they are now. Same same game plan, Bob. I, I don't, you know, you look at the last two games. You gave up uh, a few big shots here and there, but if teams are going to beat you by shooting twelve to thirteen to fourteen three pointers, I mean, what can you do? Right, nothing. You know, I mean, eventually it comes where you just can, you just have to tip your hand. Tyree Griffin, look for him to be, to be really good tonight. Cortez Edwards needs to be hot off uh, off the beginnings, and and uh, maybe Tim Rowe can play a couple more minutes inside for a big. All right, that game I think it's at six o'clock tonight. Is that right? Which I guess would, I believe so. Yes, that, that'd be seven o'clock central. their time. Six o'clock our time, yeah, right? Uh, and then the men central, come back right. home Saturday for a two o'clock game. It'll be Senior Day, last uh, last day to thank uh, some of these seniors. Uh, Luke Kelly and I were talking yesterday. A senior on this basketball team is a special senior because he's a kid who hung through some very difficult times. Uh, as Kelly said yesterday, in this. In this me, me, me generation that we seem to live in today, uh, a lot of kids would have transferred somewhere else. But, but the seniors on this ball team stuck it out and, uh, and deserve a lot of credit for that. They do. They knew what they were getting into when they came in. Uh, we've talked to both Cortez Edwards 
and Tyree Griffin um, on the show before, and, and they know what they were getting into, and they bought into the vision that Doc laid out. And their senior year, they've they've seen it come full circle, and they can take great pride no matter what happens the rest of the way. They were the hinge that allowed Golden Eagle basketball to get back into the win column. Right. Baseball back in action tonight. Uh, the game scheduled for last night, but wet field conditions again causing a problem. Baseball will host Southern University. Baseball has lost five straight games. That's the longest losing streak since 2013. Southern University, a pretty decent ball club. They come into the game six and five. The Eagles are four and five. Josh Lewis set to pitch tonight out of Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. Uh, how, how you like this tonight? This is a big game, I think, for Southern Miss. They got to get off the snide and uh, and get themselves back, uh, get their footing going again, Luke. You've got to get the bats going. You got to make contact. Um, I can live with outs if we hit the ball. This two weekends, uh, two games this weekend against Gonzaga, uh, the two official games, you still struck out 18 times. Um, you're on pace to possibly set a school record for most strikeouts. You got to put the ball into play, uh, and you got to attack early. You know, I, I, it, we we laugh about it. I was joking with somebody the other day um, about this. You know, there's a there's a component to Pete Taylor magic, Bob, that you play terrible or not very well for seven innings, and then you turn it on in the eighth inning. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, am, am I wrong in that assessment? I mean, no, there is a component no. to that. It happened a lot, you know. At, and so I would like us to not tap the genie bottle because we come out hacking in the first and second inning. So I think it's important for confidence um, that something really good happens early, as you saw in the unofficial game on Sunday. And uh, again, you know, Coach Barry going to tinker with this lineup a little bit and see how Lewis responds, you know, as a midweek starter. So a, a lot of things can happen tonight positively, but I think it needs to happen early for the Eagles. We posted yesterday on our Facebook page the email addresses for the interim athletic director and the school president. Uh, ask anybody who uh, heard the show Monday and heard what Coach Barry said about the need for some improvements at Pete Taylor Park, a.k.a. a artificial turf field. Uh, we would encourage you to, uh, to write a very respectful uh, email to those two gentlemen and uh, express your interest in seeing uh, Coach Barry get what he says the program needs and uh, get an upgrade in facilities. Worrisome, Luke. Th- there's rain in the forecast this weekend, so I hope I'm wrong, but we could be looking at another situation where a team flies from a great distance away, uh, coming down here anticipating being in the south and being able to play and may not be able to play because of a field that holds rain so badly. And it's just, as Coach told us the other day, it's the fact that the the drains are clogged out there. And you look at the the forecast for the weekend, Friday's looking pretty good right now, 10% chance, but Saturday and Sunday, 60 and 50 scattered thunderstorms on on Saturday. Um, So, yeah, I I think that the weather is, is going to force everyone's hand because if you have another weekend where you only get two games in, um, you know, it's just we have to address this, we have to address this now. Um, And... You know, you look at maybe what the state could do. You may, you look at maybe what you know even the city of Hattiesburg can do. Uh, I'm not you know up to speed on all that stuff, but there there surely is is things that can happen because it is proven when good things happen on that baseball field, the county, the city, and the state are handsomely rewarded for that. And so it, it's an incentive 
for not just people inside of, of Southern Miss, but outside of Southern Miss, too. You know, we need it. Uh, we, we need this. Coach Barry believes in that. And that's the thing, Bob. This is something that your head coach, who's been in the game for 35 years, if he believes in it and he's confident in it, then the rest of us should say this is a no-brainer. Well, there is an economic development factor to all of this as well. As you know, we were at 4th Street Bar and Grill Friday afternoon. Uh, The sun was out. We made the announcement the game couldn't be played because the field was wet. And uh, we had one of the people there tell us that on a game night like that, you know, they they lose a couple thousand dollars when when the Golden Eagles are unable to play. And I will guarantee you that that occurs all over the city of Hattiesburg where people go out to eat before the game or go out to eat after the game. Uh, So there is an economic impact factor involved here that affects the business community of Hattiesburg and everybody needs to work together for mutual benefit of everyone I think you're right and and especially uh, you think about how the the word out there on the street now and, and just think about it the bigger term word on the street right now is Southern Miss you know they can't play a three-game series because of the field well, what happens if you just, you know, this year or, or next year, if you catch fire and you're good enough to be a regional host? Well, guess what the NCAA has to take in consideration? Right. Can oh. you play baseball on that field? Well, and we, we saw what so happened at the just, last regional. Yeah. Huh? And, and it was just one of those things. I mean, it's, it's just it, it's crazy combination. But in some ways, you're, you're kind of thankful this is happening because rather than kick the can down the street, you can deal with it. And you think about, you know, what that field could be. When Coach Barry started bringing up the points, and, and I knew it as a former baseball player, I mean, as, as a former football player, because we lack indoor facilities at Southern Miss, if you're able to go out after a rain and still conduct practice or still be able, you know, to, to do it in the right way. Huge. And, and to be able, you know, to take it. It's huge because everybody, it's, it's what he, remember what he said the other day? He said, everybody else is practicing that day. We lose the practice. We right. lose the gate. We lose the game. Everybody else is getting it done. Huge. The only way you get better is practice. And uh, that's where you make 90% of your improvement as a team is during practice, I believe. So, uh, yeah, huge. So, uh, check it out if you have time. It's on the uh, Eagle Hour Facebook page. Uh, and we sure appreciate everybody pitching in. It's going to take all of us together to get this done. But we, we think here on this show that it's very important. I want to remind you now that you can also hear the Eagle Hour, uh, our podcast version of the show, on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. And, of course, the show is available uh, every day on demand at supertalk.fm. So the Eagle Hour is available everywhere, and we are very glad that that is the case. All right, when we come back, uh, Luke will be seeking out a few more golf tips, I'm sure. Golf coach Eddie Brescher next on the show. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. 
Back on the Eagle Hour, third segment brought to us by 4th Street Bar and Grill. Go by and check out their Blue Plate special lunches on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Well, it is feeling really awesome outside today, and it'll warm up just a little bit, but these last couple days have just a reminder about how clear it could be. If you turn up the uh, the uh, degrees, maybe about 10 or 15, it would be an excellent day for golf. And here to talk Southern Miss uh, golf with us, Southern Miss head coach Eddie Brescher. Coach, what's up? How's it going? Thank you all for having me on. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. It's been a little chipper the last couple of days, but this sunshine sure looks good, doesn't it? Yes, yes. I'm actually uh, outside walking right now, uh, enjoying the sunshine. So, no more rain, please. Fingers crossed. <laughs> please, no more rain. Well, your guys, uh, three events in the, uh, the the month of February. Recap them for us. Um, I know Joey Kirkland's been really good for you early on. Yes, yeah, um, you know, Zoe's a uh, true freshman that joined our program this year. Uh, already had two great starts, uh, you know, with our last two events with him. Uh, I mean, he's just been really solid. He's uh, a tough kid. Um, even whenever he doesn't have his A game, you know, it seems like every time you grab his scorecard at the end of the round, it's, you know, hey, I didn't play too good. I shot 75 or 74. Um, and then when he does ha- catch a hot hand, it's under par. So, can't ask for much more out of that from a true freshman. You, you sure can't. What is the uh, the learning curve for the, for those guys? I know golfer is a golfer, but the the transition from high school golf to college golf, how tough is it? It's very difficult. Um, you know, speaking of that guy, I've said it a lot uh, already that you know here's a guy that he was playing high school and junior golf less than a year ago, and uh, guys already kind of staking his claim here and on pace to be one of the best freshman seasons, uh, if not the best freshman season we've ever had in our history. And uh, so, you know, the transition's difficult. Um, you know, there's just so many great players out there nowadays in our sport that you just never even heard of. Um, you step on a driving range and, you know, when you're the, the young buck, you look down the range and you see all these guys that are fit you know, players are, are taking care of nutrition and fitness and, you know, they're dominant out there and they've got great touch around the greens. It's, it's intimidating, you know. So uh, to have someone as a true freshman look down the range and say, yeah, I belong, um, it's not easy to do. Hey, Coach, welcome back to the show. We're glad to have you. Uh, what do, with these young men that, that have the ability to play Division One uh, college golf, on average, when do they start playing golf? I mean, are they little tiny guys swinging clubs, or is something that, that they probably start in junior or high school? Well, I, I guess I'll talk to you as a, a current father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got a five-year-old son, and, you know, he's been to the range with me many times already. I think we started getting him swinging a, a legitimate golf club at about three. Mm-hmm. Um, but but right now it's just a matter of just getting a club in his hands and he hits two balls and then chases squirrels um, right. or goes and plays in the bunker. But, right. you know, normally by, you know, once you start getting into high school, uh, you see a lot of kids starting to transition towards one specific sport mm-hmm. um, with, with, the, with the game of golf. Now, that's not speaking on behalf of all sports, but, you know, with the game of golf, they normally start gravitating towards just golf and focusing their time because the amount of travel with golf 
uh, is very time consuming. So, um, but up until that point, you know, I, I mean, my wife and I, we've talked about it a lot. We're going to try to get him into different sports, you know, he just soccer and everything and just see what takes. And, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully by high school, we'll have it narrowed down to one sport. Right. All right, Coach, tell us about Conference USA golf. We know, for example, we're playing baseball right now. We know Conference USA baseball is very competitive, a lot of really great baseball players you see. How does it stack up in in your sport? In our sport, it's very strong. Um, I I would argue that we have one of the strongest golf conferences in the country. Um, You know, from top to bottom, it's it's a very competitive league. in our sport, we have six NCAA regional sites each year after the regular season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just I think it was two, maybe three years ago. I don't know specifically because um, I'm not in front of my computer. But, you know, two or three years ago, we had two of our teams from the conference win those six region sites. And each site has 15 teams at it. Mm-hmm. So that's not easy to do. I mean, because when you're playing golf, you got to beat 15 you know, sometimes even upwards of 20 different schools. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, from top to bottom, it's a very competitive league. Um, if you look at the national rankings right now, we're middle of the pack, uh, which obviously we are not pleased with, but um, hoping to make a, a late-season push this spring and, and get mm-hmm. things rolling. All right, and traditionally the teams to beat in Conference USA are who? Um, I would say... Historically, you know, UAB's been playing great lately. Uh, you know, UAB's always had a good program. Uh, UTSA, Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, North Texas has done very well. They've been quite consistent. Uh, Middle Tennessee's been good as well. You know, we've always kind of floated right there uh, middle of the pack, and so we're, we're hoping to uh, change that in the immediate future. But there's no one school that has dominated the sport. Like for many years, say Rice did, and Southern Miss currently is in baseball. That's absolutely correct. There, there has not been a dominant um, factor for one specific school in Conference USA play for golf. Um, it, it fluctuates. You know, it's right. Gosh, you, you know, our sport is is extremely difficult. You know, one guy has a great year, and you just all all assume that hey, you know, this guy's going to be uh, hot coming back next year, and you know. Gosh, he gets something in his mind uh, with his swing, and you know, next thing you know, he, he can't get it off the tee box. Right. And uh, you know, can't get it off the tee box, pitching out of the woods. You know, working really hard just to make pars on a hole and kills your scoring average. And it's so, you know, golf is a very fickle game. It's very, uh, very different, difficult. So, um, it's nothing's given. <laughs> right. For sure. You know, a, a great a great example that I could use is you know Dustin Johnson is arguably the best player in the world right now uh, on the professional level. You know, one week he may go out and win a golf tournament. The next week he may miss a cut. Mm-hmm. But does that mean Dustin's just not a very good player? No. He's still one of the best in the world, if not the best. But golf is very difficult. You know, there's a lot of components that you cannot control with the way the ball bounces, the lie you're given, the weather, things like that. Luke, when did you start playing golf? How old were you? Oh, I was the the late guy. I was the guy that looked up as a redshirt sophomore at the University of Southern Mississippi and said, "Man, I need to learn something else because football is not going to be here forever." And that's when uh, when my kicker Darren McCaleb took me down to Purvis and we started playing. And then eventually we got to play a couple courses. Coach, coach I uh, we we had Tim Yelverton on Monday, 
and I almost yeah. asked him for tips with with my short game, and uh, I just said we'll we'll be on here too long, Coach. I I can't do that. But how cool is it that one of the best short game coaches in the world is a former Southern Miss Golden Eagle as an ambassador of your program? It's phenomenal. Um, you know, I've really uh, known VJ Trolio and Tim Yelverton up at their academy at Old Waverly uh, for quite some time now. You know, those guys are extremely talented in their profession, very intelligent. And, you know, even from a recruiting standpoint, those are guys that we uh, lean on to uh, hopefully get some of their players into our program for the future because, you know, if you've got a lot of great players in the region that are going to that academy to learn, I mean, it's always great to to hear them say, hey, you need to go look at Hattiesburg where I played. It's certainly mm-hmm. a great place to uh, to consider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for um, sure. You know, so is cool. guys like Tim and VJ are great. You know, and then we've also got another guy in Birmingham, a guy named Mark Blackburn, who teaches a couple guys on tour. And, uh, I mean, it, our, our reach for Southern Miss Golf is phenomenal. And uh, we, we certainly try to lean on those guys as assets. So what's coming up, Coach? What's next for your guys? We leave Saturday for the Border Olympics, which is in Laredo, Texas. It is the oldest college golf tournament um, that I'm aware of. So uh, it's been around for quite some time. And I'm um, looking forward to playing down there in Laredo. We haven't gone in a couple of years. Then uh, we have a little bit of a break until April 1st when we host a, a match play event with uh, three other schools at Hattiesburg Country Club. And that's a little bit of a, a tune-up for a conference championship mm-hmm. that uh, has a match play component to it. Um, and then we have uh, another event in Nashville with Lipscomb. Uh, they're hosting a great event there. And then we go to Old Waverly to play in state events. Uh, we, we've got a busy April coming up. So please tell us they're flying you out to Laredo, Texas. Last time we went, we drove. <laughs> oh, Lord. This time we're flying. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty long run, isn't it, on, on the road? It is. But you know what? As a golf coach, it's, it's a lot better than when you were playing professional golf because you're in a car by yourself. So at least <laughs> as a, a college coach, you've got the company and, right. and All right, coach. people to, to chat with. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck to you and your guys, and we always appreciate your time on the show. Well, thanks for having me, guys. And best golf tip I can ever give you, just hit it where you're looking and you'll be fine. <laughs> Listen, yeah. Luke. All right, golf Don't coach. Don't look in the rough. Thanks, coach. We appreciate you. We'll be back, everybody. Yep. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. I want to thank Southern Miss golf coach Eddie Brescher for joining us in that third segment. Also, Napoleon Benoit, former Southern Miss thrower for track and field, for joining us in our first segment. Fourth segment of the Eagle Hour comes to you every day by way of Carter's Jewelry, located in Petal, Mississippi, or online at cartersjewelry.com. 
Go get that SMTTT jewelry line. Also, you can check out the latest things they have in store on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. Carter's Jewelry, proud sponsor of the fourth segment of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, Dalton Stanford from the First Bank Studios. First Bank, the home of the perfect 10, Reggie Collier, and they can help you with, with anything you need financially. been serving South Mississippi for a long time, and we appreciate them being our Or you could just uh, go and see sponsor. Reggie Collier. Right. Yeah, I wonder how many people come in just, you know, I, I talked to Reggie today. I talked yeah. to Reggie today. Yeah, I would. Hey, it's, it's his home, and it, it should be yours, too, First Bank. Our uh, proud sponsor, studio sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss Softball heads uh, tonight down to Hammond, Louisiana. Lady Eagles 10-8 and coming off a, a win over Big Ten opponent Michigan State. They won 5-2 to this weekend. And we should we should admit, we should note, they, they lost to Bama, but Bama's sixth in the country, and Golden Eagle pitching was really good against Bama, especially in game one. Coach Hogue, uh, we, we talked to her early in the season, and they said there was something that felt a little different this year. And Lady Eagles playing better. Um, Abby Trahan, uh, Springfield, some of those other pitching, and, and, of course, led by the leadership of Samantha Papp. Taking on the Lady Lions of southeastern Louisiana down to Hammond tonight. That game is at 6.30. Pretty historic yesterday. Southern Miss, and it was a chilly day for beach volleyball, but Southern Miss yesterday became the first ever Mississippi University to host a Division I basketball or a basketball beach a volleyball match. Um, they lost to Tulane, uh, but but you know first year program, Lady Eagles two and seven um, on the year. And congratulations to Olivia Hepworth and Braley Favre because they historic yesterday too. The first Golden Eagle pair to win a game on Southern Miss sand. And according to Twitter, for Brett Favre himself was out there watching his daughter make history. So pretty cool, Bob. History made yesterday outside the Payne Center on the beach volleyball courts. Yeah, that's good. And uh, yes, Dalton. Dalton's been asking me. They did wear shorts, even though it was cold, Dalton. <laughs> He's been asking me that since the start of the show. It's just crazy. Uh, yeah, it was good. And uh, I understand a couple hundred people actually there. Yeah, it was really cool on uh, Twitter. They were showing pictures, and the starting center of the Golden Eagle football team, Trace Clopton, was out there with with a lot of students. And that was one of the things that that Brett talked about. He he tweeted out about the match yesterday, and he thanked the students for coming out. So pretty cool. And you know that that that's a it's a journey. They'll they'll they got to get all that stuff up to uh, you know what it will be in in future years. But yeah, check out that 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 uh, schedule. Go by and check and and watch them and cheer them on. I mean, it's a brand new sport at Southern Miss, and uh, pretty cool, pretty cool to see the students respond the way they did yesterday, especially mm-hmm. on a cold day. All right, I want to remind everybody that uh, Holy Cross comes into the Pete this weekend. We'll have Holy Cross head coach Greg Desenso on the show tomorrow. Appreciate uh, Sheila finding these coaches, and the baseball coaches are so nice, Luke. I mean, baseball coaches are just almost always willing. Uh, to come on the show and talk to you about their program. So I know you're like me. You look forward to a co- talk to the Coach DeCenso tomorrow. Yeah, it's always interesting hearing about – we try to get these scouting reports and uh, trying to hear about what their rotation looks like, what they're going to throw. And especially to all you listeners out there, like to give you – you know, you to have a couple names – uh, in your head where you know you identify the strengths and weaknesses of, of Holy Cross and a team that you're going to be watch hopefully play three times this weekend. So it's always fun to talk to those guys and really cool when we talk to the play-by-play guys, but whenever Sheila lines up a head coach, right. that's always special. Also on the show tomorrow, Patrick McGee, and I don't know, Luke, have you seen the pictures 
on social media of Patrick uh, at Mardi Gras with the suit and the purple bow tie on. It's uh, It was a stunning image when I first saw it. Are you being serious, or is this something that Feinbaum created again? No, 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 I saw it. No, he, he was there. I think it was it was like some member of his family that posted it actually on their Facebook page. But, yeah, I've never seen Patrick look like that. I had to take a double, I had to take a double look. We're definitely going to have to ask him about that because most times I see him, you know, he's uh, he's got on a T-shirt, a pair of raggedy blue jeans, tennis shoes, and he's pulling a computer. And uh, But to see him all dressed up like that, man, Patrick, uh, you could tell Patrick was quite the partier down, uh, down at uh, Bourbon Street. Well, we, we found out that the only reason he wore a uh, a suit on Feinbaum is because they photoshopped it on him. Yes, so hopefully, exactly. you know, this wasn't a photoshop. <laughs> but yeah, a lot, a lot to talk to him about is, you know, we're just a couple days away from spring practice. And, you know, we, we talk about a, a new offense or the same offense. What's the, you know, conglomerate offensive minds? I'm really excited about these three guys, Stanchek, Walden, and we don't have three offensive coordinators, but you have uh, co-offensive coordinators and another offensive coordinator coming in as an O-line coach. They could really cook up some some good stuff uh, for Golden Eagle fans to see. So talk to Patrick about spring practice and ask him about that purple suit. All right, baseball tonight at the Pete. Six o'clock, first pitch with Southern University. Golden Eagles hoping to get back to 500 and break this losing streak and uh, get back into their normal swing of things. Back tomorrow at 1 o'clock, everybody. We'll be talking Holy Cross baseball on the Eagle Hour. Hope you'll join us. Thanks for listening today. And until tomorrow, Southern Miss. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.